Hi, welcome to Paris in New York City. Yes, you guessed it. I am Paris, born and raised in the heart of the Big Apple. I'm a typical basic New York City girl. I spend my summers on rooftops drinking old fashions and espresso martinis. My closet is 99% black. I avoid tourist locations because I can't walk as fast as I want. I'm 38 and single, trying to find love in a hookup culture while trying to convince the men that I date that the reason I'm this old and single is not because there's something wrong with me, while also trying to accept that I'm in competition with at least three or four girls that he's entertaining, trying to stay in his top three favorite list while juggling my self-respect and trying to keep him interested and at the same time not give in to sex too soon because then he will think I'm easy and lose interest. At the same time, trying not to hold out too long because then he will think I'm a prude, while also being independent to prove that I pay my own bills but not too dominant because then he will think I'm a feminist and will not fit the criteria he's looking for of a wife. Trying to be submissive enough and dependent enough for him while also trying to not be too dependent because then he might think I'm a gold digger. Trying to enjoy my life and go out for a drink with my girlfriends but also trying not to post it on my Instagram like I want because then the men I am dating whom are entertaining those three to four other girls and therefore can only see me once a week in their rotation won't think that I'm not fit to be a wife because I party too much and might be borderline alcoholic while also trying to find the mental strength and time to make it to the gym to keep up with the insane beauty standards that social media has placed on females not to mention dealing with daily self-degrading comments about my lips not being pouty enough my cheekbones not being high enough my butt not being big enough my waist not being small enough trying to find the side job to keep up with the expensive cost of beauty upkeep like nails hair lashes waxes body contouring massages just so that this average guy or slightly above average guy i am dating potentially with a soon-to-be receding hairline and a beer belly could choose me to be in a relationship while providing the bare minimum with little to no chivalry all while having a full-time job which has its own separate set of rules for women and obstacle courses they have to go through on a daily basis just to even receive a decent rating in their year-end review and on top of all the struggles in my daily personal life i am stripped more and more of my rights to my own body by the government and the nypd that is supposed to protect me is defunded and can barely do their job if i'm assaulted by a partner or an ex because i have to create an insane paper trail of charges in order to get a temporary order of protection and god forbid i don't smile in the process because then i'm just being bitter and jaded are you mind fucked and tired already because i sure as hell am but this is all too relatable to many many women that i've come across i am paris in new york city and i was born to express not to impress this podcast will be a voice for all the women that have shared their stories throughout the years with me of the things i just mentioned i haven't even said that i'm a first generation in the u.s from the dominican republic with a child and that is a whole other set of racial stigma that i have to deal with but i will leave that for another time with that said, I would like to thank the marketing team of the Barbie movie for setting the world into a frenzy in anticipation of this movie that was nothing what I expected and everything that I didn't know I desired. Everything that every oppressed woman in the world needed to see. It was a source of inspiration and empowerment that showcased strong, fearless women that break stereotypes and defy expectations. It left me with the message of the importance of self-acceptance, confidence, and the power of believing in yourself. I've been talking about wanting to do a podcast since 2020. I always did research and wrote about the things I will want to say, but the fear that I was not good enough stopped me from taking the next step. I saw that movie on Thursday, and six days later, I'm sitting in a studio recording my first episode. That's the effect the Barbie movie had on me, and one that I hope it has on the millions of girls, teenagers, and women that watch it. So grab a glass of wine or two, because it's about to be a roller coaster of emotions, and I hope that you come with me on this ride. I am going to keep this first episode light. If you followed me on Instagram, you would have traveled with me through my many ups and downs in relationships and dating. 
as well as my own self-awareness and battling self-esteem issues. So I will start off with some quick dating tips for the multiple women that are single and spend endless time swiping on apps and texting potential dates. I have tried multiple dating apps like Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, OkCupid, and Match. I would like to say that out of those five, my favorite has been Hinge. I feel the app is very easy to use and straightforward. Tinder is my second choice as it doesn't have a limit on the amount of times I can swipe in one day without having to pay. I like to keep my profile short and sweet. I don't write too much because to be honest, I don't even have enough time to read through every profile I come across. When I'm choosing my pictures, I try not to include group pics because I get so overwhelmed when I come across a page where I'm wasting more time trying to figure out which one the guy is that I'd rather not confuse my audience. I post at least one full body picture and at least one picture without makeup or filter. Ladies, this is so important. I love a cute filter and I use them often, don't get me wrong. But it's not fair to the men that they think you look one way and in person you look completely different. I remember one time when one of my guy friends was on a date and he sends me a text during his date asking me to call him so he can pick up and act like there's an emergency and cut the date short. He told me that the girl he was on the date with was night and day different from her profile. Her face looked very different and she was a lot heavier than the pictures portrayed. And while some may be quick to judge and say that he should focus on the personality, let's not be hypocrites because we all know that the first thing we look at on a man's profile is his height. Then we look at the listed career, and then we determine if he is attractive enough for us to swipe right. Men also have their specific standards they're looking for and what they're attracted to. The first thing that catches a man's or woman's attention is physical attraction, and the point of dating is to figure out after that if there is chemistry. Are we compatible? How do I feel when I'm with this person, etc. Using only filters is the same as men posting pics only wearing a hat. When the hat comes off, you either like it or you feel like you've been hat-fished. So it's good to be mindful and also not waste your time nor theirs. Also, if you don't feel comfortable posting pictures without filters, then that's a different issue and maybe you need to reflect and see if you're having low self-esteem. And instead of dating, should be taking time to focus on you and remember the bad bitch that you are. Because if you aren't confident, then down the line at some point, when you do find someone you like and have chemistry with, that lack of confidence will resurface as insecurities and can cause problems in the relationship. Something to think about. I myself was very, very insecure, and I just went through a breakup at the beginning of the year, and my initial reaction in trying to master the loneliness and heartache I was feeling was to jump on an app and start swiping. However, I decided that this time I was going to do things differently. I refrained from engaging romantically with men. I did not drink any alcohol for a while because alcohol is a depressant, and mostly because in my past I have ended up back in my ex's bed after being out drunk with the girls. I also didn't engage romantically with anyone. I just wanted to work on myself. I was more adamant about putting in the work to heal so that I can truly be happy in the long run than to give in to external validation and instant gratification that would have felt nice at the moment but would have ended up crying myself to sleep for a much longer period of time. Therefore, I decided to do things that will help raise my self-esteem, which I plan on going deeper in another episode. But now I feel so confident compared to a few months ago, and I know I look the most beautiful when I wake up, hair's a mess, and my face is bare. So when I became comfortable enough in my own skin and had embodied my feminine energy, I started to use the dating apps. There is one date that stands out. I went out with a guy in May that I had met on Hinge. We had exchanged numbers, and we texted back and forth for two days. That is my limit. I do not like texting and I refuse to be texting for weeks before meeting someone because there is nothing like in-person interaction. I would know within the first 30 minutes if this is someone that I will want to see again. So why waste precious time for weeks and then find out that you don't like this person? The way I finesse this 
is that I tell the guy what my boundary is and I stick to them. I tell them that I'm very busy and can't text much and that if he would like to know more about me, then we can meet in person. Towards the end of the second day texting, this becomes my response to almost every question he asks. For example, if he says, what was your childhood like? I will respond with, it was nice, no complaints. If you want to get into details, that will be a more of an in-person conversation. You're becoming mysterious because you aren't sitting there typing away for hours and sending paragraphs for days. If I see that he has not taken the initiative to plan a date, then I will say, hey, I'm enjoying my time talking to you, but I don't have the time to continue texting. After that, if he continues to ask questions, I simply don't respond at all. And so the question he asks is, when are you free this week? Bingo. Got him. Now we can plan a date accordingly and only continue. Small talk till the date. I still will not divulge any information. Also, under no circumstances do I give my Instagram before that date. Guys have a habit on watching your stories all day and barely communicating through text. If you're anything like me that posts every second of your day on the gram, why would he need to text you at all if he knows everything you're doing? And now he has scrolled through all of your posts, highlights, and read your captions and has come up with his own conclusion about who you are as a person. Don't give him the opportunity to ghost you or cancel that date. Keep your mystery. And it's very simple. You don't need to tell him everything I just said. Less is always more. I always simply say, my Instagram is private, even if it is not. And I need to get to know you in person more before I can allow you to follow me. That's it. As women, we always feel like we need to be people pleasers because our parents always instilled how it's important to be nice. But that is not being rude. That is responding honestly in a very kind way. Where was I? Oh yes, the date. So this guy wanted to take me to dinner. I declined. Dinner dates are already putting a time expectation of at least two hours. And I can't commit to that if I don't know if I won't like him after the appetizer. It happened to me once, and the rest of the dinner seemed to drag on forever. So I suggested drinks instead. To give a quick background, this guy was 35, owned a bar in Astoria, and very good looking. We met in the Lower East Side. I had picked that area because I feel comfortable in that neighborhood. I am so used to it and know the staff at a lot of the locations. As female, it is very important to always pick an area where you feel safe for a first date. Men don't really understand feeling unsafe because they haven't dealt with harassment the way we have been dealing with it since we hit puberty and started growing breasts. Therefore, I always choose the area and leave the venue up to them. I appreciate when a man asks what do I like to do on a date because it lets me know that he wants to take me somewhere that I would enjoy. However, I do not like when they expect me to plan the date. I love alpha males and need a man to take charge when it comes to those things. I already have to make all the decisions in my personal life. And when I'm in the presence of a man, I want to be 100% in my feminine energy. I'm going to go on a tangent on this because I think it is so important. Women complain that men don't plan dates properly, that they aren't attentive, that they don't do romantic gestures, and the list goes on. However, women these days are so much more masculine that they don't allow the men to be men. And that's why a lot of these men are acting like princesses. So before I continue on with my date story, I will let you know what I do to filter out the princesses because I already know what I'm looking for and there is only room for one princess in my relationships and that is me. Remember when I said that I set my boundary with not continuing to text unless he asks me out on a date? So when they start to ask me where do I want to meet, I always, always give them a preference in neighborhood and tell them that they can take it from there because a man leads. 
I do this for two reasons. One, I do not know what their financial situation is, and I'd rather they pick a venue that is in agreement with their wallet. I have had a great New York City nightlife experience and have been very spoiled. If you ask me to pick, I'm going to automatically choose a place that has three to four dollar signs on Google. Not because I'm trying to take advantage, but because it is what I'm used to and frequent these venues with my daughter and friends. The second reason I tell them that is because I'm setting the tone for how a relationship with me will be like and how I expect to be treated. I then proceed to be a damsel in distress on these dates. Aside from getting myself there, I do not know how to do anything. I need their help even to ask the waiter for another drink. So what ends up happening is that I'm making it so that they cater to As the relationship progresses past the first date, they find themselves automatically looking up things for us to do together, planning the date, and just asking me to be ready by a certain time. They already know that with me, they have to take charge. Then it hits a specific point in the relationship where the more of a princess that I act like, the more that they do for me. All of a sudden, planning dates on their own becomes showing up randomly with flowers, clothes, booking vacations, or like one of my ex did, showing up with a brand new car completely paid for and under my name. For all my friends that always ask me, how do I get a man to buy me things? I don't. I never asked for any of the things I've received. They gave it to me on their own because they wanted to. I made them feel like they needed to take care of me and protect me from the very beginning. Obviously, this will not work with every man and that is okay with me because then I know that guy is not the alpha male that I'm looking for and I'm saving myself time. It took my ex one full month to get me to go out with him because he refused to plan a date. We would agree to go out on a Friday at 8 p.m., for example. Friday will come and he will text me around 7.30 p.m. What do you want to do? I would respond, that's your job. You lead. Let me know what place you made a reservation at. This was in 2021, so there were still some strict COVID rules in effect. He would respond saying no places had reservations available if I just wanted to meet at the club. I will say, no thanks. You can try again next week. I will just go out with my friends. Two more Fridays passed by the same way. By the fourth Friday, we were at the end of May now, he messages me differently. I made reservations for two at Vista Sky Lounge rooftop in LIC at 9 p.m. See you there. After that first date, he planned every date for the rest of the time we were together, and he hardly disappointed me with his selections. I set the expectation and did not accept less. If a jeweler lets you buy a diamond ring for $100, you will take it. You will not argue with the jeweler about wanting to pay more. But if you only have $100 and the jeweler tells you it's $500, there is no way you're walking out with that ring unless you steal it. You have to save up and come back later. That is the same with everything in life. You place a value on yourself and if you accept less, you will receive less. Because why will they put in the effort if you don't require it? My ex ended up admitting to me that he did things for me he had never done for another woman. He was with his ex before me for five years and never proposed. He proposed to me after a year and two months. Was there something that she lacked? Probably not. I cannot give an honest opinion because I don't know her side of the story, but she must have expressed different expectations of him. However, I am sure you've made your own judgments by now of me, and that is okay. But while I'm embodying my feminine energy and wanting my man to cater to me, I am also playing my part. I am charming, affectionate, only after a few dates, of course, and providing them with that warmth and support that only a woman can. I'm enjoying my time laughing and being very appreciative of the small gestures they do for me. Nothing goes unnoticed. In general, in any relationship, even with friends and family, if you say thank you and express gratitude for what they do for you, they will just continue to do more and more of it because it makes them feel good to make you feel good. Anyways, Back to this date. So we met at the corner of the bar he chose, and he says hi and quickly gives me a tap kiss. 
I was taken aback because we just met. We had only texted for like two days, and we never even FaceTimed. We had just had three brief phone conversations. I did not say anything. I decided to not start the date with complaining. And honestly, I just had not had anyone kiss my lips in so long. It secretly felt nice inside. We're able to find seats at a table. He orders us drinks and the conversation is flowing naturally. He is making me laugh and I'm truly enjoying my time with him. Within 30 minutes into the date, he holds my hand. I find it weird. I'm not that affectionate of a person at all for the first few dates. I have to really like you to do things like that. But one of the biggest fights I had with my ex was that he would refuse to hold my hand at all in public. And at that moment, instead of pulling my hand away or seeing it as a red flag, I just thought to myself how one person can spend so much time fighting with someone about something so small and then meet someone else that does it naturally and without a second thought, making me feel even better about being single. At an hour or so into the date, he excuses himself to the bathroom. Another guy approaches me and asks for my name. He then proceeds to tell me how this is the first time he's visiting New York and asks me if I can recommend any places in the nearby area that him and his friends can go to. He had just asked the perfect person because I have a great deal of expertise in the subject and in this specific neighborhood. I guess there was a long line at the bathroom because my date comes back about 20 minutes later and finds me still in conversation with the tourists. I introduce them and tell my date how I was giving him advice on places to visit while he is here. My date is awkward and was kind of rude, so the tourist says thanks and goes back to his friends. My date then asks me, who the hell was that? Was he hitting on you? Did you give him your number? I was shocked. I responded by saying, first of all, you will never talk to me like that again. And two, honestly, he didn't even hit on me. He was just asking for suggestions. Hindsight's 2020, and at this point, I should have just left the date and saved myself the rest of the disastrous night from here. But I was trying to be optimistic, and he was really cute, so I stayed. He was so bothered by this other gentleman that he asked for the bill and we went to the bar across the street. I honestly wasn't so upset because the first place was a dive bar and that's not my scene. And this place was more classier and totally my vibe. The kind of place that can actually make a good old fashioned, which is what I ordered. Things are back to going well. We're in the middle of conversation. He's very funny and making me laugh. By now, I don't even mind the hand-holding. I'm sure to a stranger we look like a couple that's been together for a long time. We had even... We had even actually kissed for a few seconds. I receive a text from one of my friends telling me that she had just gotten engaged. This is huge news. I know I was on a date, but she's been my friend for about 15 years. And this is an important milestone. Not to talk about what every girl dreams and starts planning from the age of 12. So of course I responded back and asked to see the ring. Fellas, the only thing that matters is the ring. Go big or go home. I'm all into the conversation, asking for the details. How did he do it? What were you wearing? Did you see it coming? etc. At some point, I get startled by my date, whom was now looking over my shoulder and reading my text conversation. I don't know how long he had been there, and I did not even notice when he stood up from the seat next to me. He asked me, who are you texting? I responded back, my friend just got engaged. He says, let me see the ring. I know girls always send the picture. I show him the picture, and I'm going to pause here for a second, because now that I think about it, this is just a reaction of my old self that was so accustomed to the toxic relationship I was in that I just showed a man that I had been on a date with for two hours at this point, a picture to prove that I was talking to my friend who got engaged, a sign that I still have lots to heal. Anyways, moving on. He goes on to complain about the privacy screen that I have on my phone and says how he would need me in the future to take that off. Again, 
another moment in which I should have walked away. But I guess this day I was living on the wild side and missing all the toxicity from my past relationship and indulging in it at the moment. He suggests that we leave and drive to Midtown to a place where his best friend was having a pop-up event. He said he wanted to support him, given that I have a lot of friends and love supporting them in whatever they do. I was thrilled that he was a good friend as well. So I said yes, and I let him drive us there. This is huge for me, guys. I have a clear obsession with my car and want to drive myself everywhere so that I can have the option to leave if I want to, whenever I want. However, I've been trying to be less controlling and trying to go with the flow of things, so I agreed. In that car ride, he told me that his brother's wedding's in Brazil and asked me where I would like to get married. I thought this was weird, but responded with a beach wedding being my dream one day. We got to his friend's event. He was very social and loving with his friend, which is a quality that I admire. However, his friend asked me what I wanted a drink, and I politely declined. I had already had two drinks, and that's my limit when I'm driving. It was only like 11 p.m. However, I like to cut myself off with ample time to allow my body to process the alcohol I already consumed. My date got very upset after his friend walked away because I did not accept the drink from him. I told him that I was absolutely not drinking anymore, and unfortunately for him, I do not give in to peer pressure that easily. I accepted a pineapple juice, but was very annoyed by his reaction. About 30 minutes later, we're having a good time just talking with his friend and listening to the music, and he whips out a small cologne bottle. He sprays himself with it, and his friend asks for some as well. I tell him that it smells good, and he attempts to spray me, and I quickly back away. He then tells me, why don't I want the cologne? And I responded by saying, because it's a men's cologne. He tells me it is unisex and attempts to spray me again. I move away. And he says, if you're just going home after this date, why does it matter what you smell like? The insecurity in that line is insane. However, I'm trying to be nice and just say, I simply don't want to wear that, just like I did not want to drink. At this point, I'm tired and over this date, so I tell him that I'm going to get myself an Uber to go to my car in the LES and that he should stay and continue to support his friend. He insists on getting the Uber for me, so he orders it, and for whatever reason, it says like 10 minutes, which is a long time in New York City. He walks outside with me to wait for the Uber and asks what the plans were for tomorrow. I tell him that I'm having brunch with my family for Dominican Mother's Day. He proceeds to say how his family is having a barbecue around 4 p.m. and that we should go to my Dominican Mother's Day together and then to his family barbecue. I think this is crazy, but I'm still trying to be courteous, so I tell him that I could not add another person to the reservation and I did not know how long it would take and did not want to commit to going with him to his family barbecue, that we could see each other another time. He complains a bit and then agrees and asks me for the millionth time if I like him a lot. He had asked this question a few times throughout the night and I had given him the same answer every single time that he is a good looking guy and that I was enjoying myself with him so far apparently this was not good enough for him and he proceeds to show me pictures of his abs are you throwing up in your mouth already because I sure as hell did which to be honest were not impressive given that I've dated multiple drop dead gorgeous bodybuilders with physiques worthy of a Greek statue in Athens I did not give any reaction to his picture Instead, I asked him if he was insecure. You would have thought that I cursed out his mother by how angry he became. He went on a rampage about how secure he actually was. I explained how, by the different events that had occurred that night, it gave off the impression that he was insecure. For example, him getting upset about the guy asking me for suggestions, looking over my shoulder to see who I was texting, asking to see the picture of the ring to confirm what I had said, complaining about my privacy screen, and questioning why I didn't want to spray on his cologne were all very clear examples of insecurity. 
He said that I took those things the wrong way and then proceeded to tell me that he is very secure and knows what he wants, that he wanted me to stop talking to any man I was talking to, to delete all my dating apps and to become his girlfriend. I interrupted him and asked him how far the Uber was. I wanted to run at this point. Lucky for me, the Uber was only a minute away. I quickly told him that I needed to get to know him better before making those decisions and jumped in the car and told the guy to step on the gas pronto. He messaged me the next day and asked me out on a second date. That's when I knew that he was oblivious to how bad that date had been for me. I responded back telling him that I did not think we were a good fit and wished him luck. I try not to ghost people unless they don't get the point because I do not like how I feel when I'm ghosted. He, of course, did not get the point and eventually I had to stop responding. That is one of the many failed dates that I've had in my lifetime. However, I've also had a share of amazing great dates. Some that led to something more and some that just fizzled out afterwards but were great experiences nonetheless. Dating is not all or nothing. It is just trying to see if you're compatible enough with someone to see a future with them eventually. Which is a mistake that so many people make. They go out on one bad date and are depressed for a week because they're going to end up alone. Like what? It just means that person wasn't for you. Dating should be fun and exciting, so enjoy the process. Thank you for listening. And again, this is Paris in New York City. Bye!